listeners and welcome to another edition of testify here on eden fm your voice in paradise i'm ingrid carly moses and i thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to tune in this evening and to hear what god has to share with you testify is a program where we invite guests to speak about the glory of god to speak about what god has done in their lives um, and today i have another special guest with me but before i introduce him um, let's start off with a prayer. Just reminding also our podcast listeners to, and I'm saying hello because uh, this uh, particular broadcast or our, our, our program is also placed on Anchor Podcast. So dear listeners, should you not listen, be able to listen to the whole program, you're welcome to go to Anchor Podcast and look for Testify Ministry. And please do share uh, with others as well so that we can spread the love of God to many, many more. And so we start the program then. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to once again, Lord, glorify you, Father God, through the testimony of the guest this evening. Father God, please open his, his mouth, open his mind, open his heart, Lord, to receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, so that he may share, Lord, what you have placed on his heart. Thank you, Father God, also for the listeners that have tuned in. And Father, we trust, Lord, that uh, the testimony that our guest shares this evening is not only informative, but that it is healing, that it also brings about a change of heart, a change of mind, and a desire to know you better. Thank you, Father God, for this radio station and for everyone that works here at Eden FM and for, for them giving us the platform, Lord, uh, to share the glory, Lord, that you have available to all of us and the redemption of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much um, just for everything you do in our lives and for the protection and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We trust you, dear Lord, and so we offer ourselves up to you as we step into uh, this program this evening. Amen. And so, dear listeners, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest, and his name is Bernard Tuffin. And Bernard um, runs an organization called Family Action South Africa. So I'm going to give Bernard a chance to say hello to everybody. Bernard, please take a chance at moment to um, say hi to the listeners. Uh, good evening, Ingrid. Um, it's a great pleasure to be on your program, and I actually um, I'm delighted to be here. And I thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, my, as you've introduced me already, and, 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 and of course, welcome to your listeners. Um, uh, my name is Bernard Tuffin. I live actually in Ladysmith in the West Cape. I'm married. We have uh, five children, my wife and I, and we have lived out here on a farm where we run this organization you mentioned, Family Action South Africa, for the last six, seven years odd. We previously were in Cape Town in the commercial world, and um, we always wanted to get out into the countryside in order to bring up the family in an environment free from all the filth and corruption that characterizes most of our modern cities uh, with all the degradation of life that goes with the majority of city life. That's not to say that one cannot be preserved from it, but it's, the influence is there and we desire to get away from it. Um, I've always been interested in promoting good values um, better living, purer living standards, 
um, as a means to changing society, changing our world, the world in which we live. So that was basically the reason why we moved out here um, into the countryside. Um, then we, we've also always, uh, we at one time we had a small business in Cape Town promoting good reading literature. We called it Catholic Treasures. And it involved the importation of lovely books, spiritual books, all kinds of beautiful things that uh, we marketed across the country. So in the back of one's of our minds and in deep in our souls, we've always nurtured and nourished the desire to do something better for the country, for, you know, for the family and the family institution specifically. Um, and so we ended up doing, uh, starting an organization called Family Action South Africa. The basis of that organization is to promote the, 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 the family institution. The family institution is the uh, what in the old days in Latin they used to call the mater cellula societatis, the mother cell of society. And uh, if we look at it openly, society is nothing more than the family. Millions of families, that's what constitutes society. A master stroke of the devil in our times has been to crush that institution and smash it in order to atomize, so to speak, individuals and leave them freely and free and floating, able to be manipulated or maneuvered in any direction possible. Um, later on, I will give some indication uh, where of some interesting asides uh, regarding the institution and why yeah, it's this heavy attack is against it. But suffice it to say, we are involved really, it's, it's, it's a spiritual war, we might say, with the forces of evil trying to overthrow the, the, the most sacrosanct of institutions, um, which is the institution par excellence, which God has made for us for the education of children, um, both you know, in, 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 in proper thinking, in culture, in education, and of course in, in, moral, in moral armament. Um, so to, 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 break, to break up society, the, the, the devil could do nothing greater than actually smash that institution, which we see today, really wounded and limping along, also smashed by so many modern sort of technological advances, television, the so, you know, obsession with social media, gadgetry, all kinds of novelties that constantly come out. Um, yeah, so basically we started this work a few years ago and uh, are engaged in it on, on, on a number of fronts. Uh, I'm in it kind of full time, I guess. I've just come back from a trip around Johannesburg area, meeting people. We had also an interesting interview with, with the good people at Radio Veritas, which you will be aware of. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's in a nutshell. Fantastic. So Bernard, you are saying that at the core of Family Action South Africa is this promotion, um, you know, of promoting strong values uh, in family and the institution uh, of, uh, of, of just what is right. Um, and how do you go about doing that? I mean, you've mentioned, you know, the warfare in terms of just people's mindset and understanding being distracted by the things of this world. How do you find your voice and, and, and able to promote this uh, in a society that is so drawn uh, into distraction of social media and other things? Well, part of our, we, we, we have a number of campaigns that we run concurrently underneath this umbrella organization, which is Family Action South Africa. And one of them is an organization that we call South Africa Needs Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, um, who we we have a great veneration and devotion to um, in her exalted role as the most perfect human being and creature of God's creation. But um, in, in doing, in pursuing the, uh, the campaign, we've put out, um, we do, we do, we have an ex a very big email campaign going all the time, which, which uh, the purpose of which is to um, bring to people the culture of, of the faith, the culture of Catholicism in terms of all the lovely, beautiful treasury we have in the church of, of prayers, of liturgy, of music, of, of, uh, of um, the rosary devotion, all kinds of fantastic things which we constantly promote. We also do a number of, of mailings in the year. For example, last year we did a, a lovely book on St. Louis de Montfort's book on the rosary, the secret of the rosary. 
um, explaining exactly the origin of this prayer. Some people call it the Bible. Commentators have also referred to the Rosary as the Bible on a string. And um, he was a great saint that, that clearly understood in its profundity what is the essence and devotion as against any other funny concepts, real devotion to, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, which obviously the Bible tells us in the her, her great visit to St. Elizabeth, from henceforth all nations shall call me blessed. So we do, we, we publish booklets and beautiful things on a variety of things, not solely concerned on the spiritual level or or on the devotional and pietistic level, so to speak, all kinds of things. We did a booklet also last year on the great role that St. Joseph, the foster father of our Lord Jesus Christ, played in the, in the whole economy of salvation. And, um, and also then we also put out a medal, a lovely medal on St. Benedict, the great founder of Western monasticism and almost the foundation father of Western Christianity in, its, in him saving um, society from the barbarians so a lovely a lovely medal uh, that is a powerful medal against evil and, and evil spirits etc etc so the, um, and then I also travel around giving house meetings I take with me a, a lovely um, image of the, the Blessed Virgin the one of Fatima particularly the Fatima message which is very strong we do a lot of promotion of the message of Fatima in fact that's probably the core um, the core of, 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 of much of our apostolic outreach uh, is to bring to people's minds exactly what was brought to our attention in what we call a, a heaven-sent survival manual in 1917 sent by God Almighty to earth, um, his uh, Our Lady, um, the Blessed Virgin, with a special message for mankind. Um, it was, it, we, we must be very clear that it was nothing over and above Revelation, which ended with St. John, but uh, there is nothing to stop um, God intervening in world's events in order to try and put us on the right track when he sees us going completely off track. And he has often used um, special, you know, saints, uh, particular um, interventions like at Lourdes in, 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 in 1858 or the miraculous medal that he gave to us through St. Catherine Labore in uh, the Rudabak in 1832 and, and such like interventions. But um, um, the message of Fatima is, 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 is probably one of the most important uh, events of the 20th century. Um, I can go into that in depth now if, if, if you want me to, Ingrid, or... I think let's come stop back. There and yeah. Else. yeah, I think let's come back to that, Bernard. Um, you've put it beautifully, or at least framed beautifully, um, what it is you do and how you go about creating awareness. And I think we'll delve a little bit deeper into um, some of these things, you know, um, in terms of that's linked to the campaign. Uh, after this next song. Uh, and this song, or at least the songs we're going to play this evening, dear listeners, is very much Marian hymns. Uh, and they, because it is linked to the theme of this evening. And so this first one is one called, O Purest of Creatures, Enjoy. Cheers. 
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and my guest this evening is Bernard Tuffin. And Bernard uh, and his wife and uh, his whole family are entrenched in the Catholic faith, run an organization called Family Action South Africa, where they create awareness just about the importance of family values, uh, biblical values as well, just in this world where things are so skewed at the moment. And also that they run a campaign called South Africa Needs Our Lady. So Bernard, I'd like to know, we're talking about, you know, the breakup of the family structure. Before we go into the detail of the campaign, um, what, what do you think or what in your experience is the place or, or aspect um, that is most under fire uh, within the family structure? What are we struggling with the most in terms of just, you know, what God intended? What would you say that is at the moment? Sure, it's difficult to say. That's a very broad question because like, one can't sort of characterize one particular thing. But what, what I do think has played a major destructive role is television, the era of television. Um, now, I'll say something surprising to you. We've never had television in our house, never. Um, it's uh, some people look at you sconce when you say that and think you're cuckoo or, <laughs> or uh, you know, live behind closed curtains, etc., etc. But I grew up in an era where television didn't exist for a start. So, you know, it came in when I was kind of in my late teens. So for me, it was never something to which I paid any real attention or got obsessed with. But uh, for me, the television set is an intruder in the home of individuals, which we allow without any sort of restriction in most parts to blare out all kinds of trash and rubbish besides the fact that much of it creates despondency because it's so so full of bad news especially the general news now i'm not saying that it's, it doesn't have fantastic programs certainly it does and uh, for me i'm a fan of tennis so if i was to have a television set i'd be probably engaged all time watching tennis and lovely animal programs and history programs and documentaries etc etc but we just never we, we never took it upon ourselves in the beginning, and we've never we've never had it. But I think that is one of the great things because with television came the displacement of the family supper and the family meal around a table. In the old days, I remember growing up, the family meal was an absolute. It was a it was a ritual in in the home, and it was so important. Um, it was such an important institution, not only for the sharing of information between your mother and father, your father came home from work, he had things to talk about, and you asked how the day was, and he asked you what you did, and you're interacted, it was marvelous, it was a whole culture of family life, of sharing, of loving, of being together, um, which is completely lost today, when people kind of lose themselves behind uh, behind a tray of food on the plate, and it's, it's sort of monosyllabic, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, I'm probably exaggerating a bit because, but, but I, I do believe from many of the places I've seen and visited that that's much of what happens. And I consider that um, to restore any, any sort of semblance of family life, this is one of the prerequisites that one needs to eat together, share information. We sit at the table every single night as a family, and, and often we may sit for two hours or an hour or two hours chatting and yakking about things you've seen on the news or read about or. Or, you know, and it involves often conversation which, which whereby 
you can impart real values to the children, share things. Even I remember on Sunday mornings a few years ago when the children were very young, we used to take lovely lives of saints and read a chapter or two every Sunday morning during or after breakfast. And that was such a good grounding for them in moral virtues and the practice of virtue and the avoidance of vice and, and the, whole, the whole background that goes with that. And so uh, also, yeah, that was a, it was a great thing. I think it's, it's fundamental to be able to have that sort of capacity. Um, so this is the, the, that's just one thing. Also, the, the whole thing of cell phones, and it's just too much. You see, the world has advanced rapidly in with the technological revolution, but the, but the faith and the spiritual dimension has not kept pace with that. So, so the obsession and the utilization of social media is not under the control of spirituality, of, of, of morality. There's been no quantum leap in keeping a pace from the, from the spiritual side. So it's kind of running amok and running out ahead and people read anything, do anything. And the children have them from a young age. And, and so all the, all the values are sort of skewered from an early part. Um, those, those are just some of the things that obviously are, 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 are you know, disintegrating the family institution, plus the enormous prevalence of pornography, which is one of the most detrimental. Oh, it's, 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 it's one of the most destructive facets of, of life in the world today. In 2019, and there's a terrible pornographic website, which I'm not going to mention because it might, people might, would, would go to it. So and the, you can't believe the number of hits that that site took in 2019, that was before lockdown even, 42 billion visits. Think about it, 42 billion visits on the one site. Each one, a person in a state of, 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 of you know, bad moral uh, makeup, the sin that follows that, the detrimental aspect of that to properly, to a proper constituted marriage, for children to see that perhaps their father delves in that, or the children, oh, it's, 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 it's a terrible world. So that's just to mention a, you know, a number of things. It's a vast topic that one would, would take hours dissecting and unpacking, but this, that is with, we can see it all over. I mean, the gangsterism, the the, the promiscuity, the, the generalized collapse in immorality. There's some places in the country where you could where they say that some two out of ten children have a mother and father at home and a properly constituted sort of uh, marital framework. So all these things contribute to the disaggregation and the the the, the disintegration of of society at large. Um, the ultimate consequences, God alone knows, are what on on the horizon. But uh, I I'm I'm very fearful about where we're going in terms of uh, of the current situation. Hmm. Bernard, I couldn't agree with you more in terms of everything that you've just mentioned. I mean, you can see me shaking my head and smiling and agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> absolutely, um, my perspective as well and my families and. And yeah, I think, and it's such a difficult one to navigate um, because it also depends on where the individuals are in terms of, you know, as parents, um, how they've been raised, what they've been exposed to, how strong their spiritual boundaries are and the depth of their faith. Um, really, everything plays a role in it. And, and, and just a bit of testimony from my side is, uh, we went through a very challenging time, myself personally, my husband, our family, and what brought us back was truly that reconnection to one another and setting boundaries around what we believe to be right, because that gave us the courage to speak up in terms of just this is not on, bringing back the conversation, well, not that we've ever lost, you know, sitting around the table and having a meal together, but the essence of what you're doing there praying together as a family, um, reading scripture, having conversations about worldly things, because if you as parents are not having these conversations with your children, they are being educated elsewhere through social media Absolutely. and through friends and so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that we face, but now let's look at it from this perspective. We've got a listener listening to this, again, agrees with what uh, you saying and 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 even myself uh, agreeing with you, but might feel as if so. What can I do? Feeling helpless, feeling 
What is it within my power to do? What would you, just two or three things that you would say, um, one can implement in your life or in your family to try and just draw back to the faith, draw back to start cleaning out all this junk and all these things that are unhealthy for us. Yes, well, of course, we, we have to recognize where problems lie and what, what, you know, what, what we're affected by. There has to obviously be a desire of the individual to change. That's, that's one of the most important things. If we desire, we really want to be holy, that's really the essence of life today. We need to be holy. We need to be pure of mind, body, and soul and pursue holiness. That's, that's, that's something I find so important. Now, one of the most important uh, areas there also is for fatherhood. You know, there's such a huge absentee fathers in our country on so many levels. Um, and one needs to really set in motion the, 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 the avoidance of so many things which, you know, like the manners, so to speak, would take for granted. Drinking too much, swearing, telling a dirty joke, having a dirty magazine, even these so-called, you know, a cosmopolitan, all this rubbish that, uh, that is so-called, you know, soft pornography, but it's all smashing and breaking up people's lives and leading us to live within a sort of sinful life and sinful atmosphere, which um, I know it's very difficult and I, 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 I don't want to be in a position where I'm sort of preaching. By the grace of God, we have a family where we avoid all these things because we seek to really love God and love the church, love our Lord, our lady, and do what's right. But um, obviously the core of all of these things is prayer. And uh, one, ideally, you know, in our family, and I say it with humility, uh, that we have prayed the daily rosary um, in our family, which we consider to be a very, very important and, and an enormously grace-giving set of prayers. Since children, well, since my children are children, my youngest is 13 and my oldest is 25, and they're all still with us, and we still pray together every single night, all of us, on our knees and praying. Now, of course, I know many of your listeners would, would, are not Catholic, but uh, they would have their own sort of set of prayers to read some biblical verses. Or There's so many prayer books and beautiful spiritual treatises out there that can bind people in a common purpose. And the ideal, of course, is to start young, because once, you're, once you, people are off doing their own thing, especially when they hit the, the turbulent years, it's very difficult to pull people back into or pull the children back because then, of course, they see in the, the schooling system, they have the peers, their peers and their mentors and their idols cease being the home front and the dear old parents who are battling it out, but become uh, many of these awful actresses or actors or whatever. So the idea is to try and start that young. But uh, also, one of the very important things is to become educated as to really the catastrophic situation we are in today in the world. Um, Everybody knows that we are in a, you know, at the back of the mind, everybody feels that we are in an untenable sort of world. I'm talking about internationally, but I mean, we, must, we must use our own country. That on so many fronts, you know that it's just collapsed on so many fronts and that something has to give. Everybody sort of feels that at the back of their mind. What is it? We all feel lurking on the horizon is, is some, something that something has to happen because the world can't go on like this. Um, and so one, one can do a lot of education with the children, because if I, I, I often think if they can understand really the bigger picture, the, the, the notion of evil, of, of, of sin, of degradation, of ennobling, of, of, of lifting minds, hearts and souls, being on a better level and a, and a, and a, and a purer level, it, it gives so much pleasure to one in terms of your spiritual sense of well-being and faith and love that... Uh, it's fundamental for us to, to discuss these things and put them into context as you've got this whole transgender revolution taking place in the world, you see? That's one of the issues whereby people can, don't just accept what's, what's, what's being foisted upon society to the schools and whatever, but discuss it, show the roots of this. Why are we there where we are? This doesn't pop out of the, the, the bush from yesterday. We're dealing with a processive sort of revolutionary uh, movement that comes from way back whose ultimate overthrow, ultimate aims are the overthrow of of any vestige of christianity in society and the destruction of the very order that god created for the begetting of children and for the raising of them in an ambience of of good christian ethos and uh, and uh, virtue
Wow, Bernard, I, 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 hear you. I mean, I could sit around the table with you for hours and having this conversation. So absolutely with you. We're going to go to our next song now. Um, and this one's called, Oh, Come uh, to the Throne of Grace. So let's listen to this one. Oh, Come to the Throne of Grace. Welcome back, dear listeners. That was Oh, Come to the Throne of Grace. And I think, um, you know, just in a title alone, um, a call to us to truly look at our lives, to evaluate our lives and say, where are we in terms of our holiness, our sense of purity? What's going on in our lives as individuals? And listeners, this is everybody needs to ask this question of themselves regularly. I do, as I'm sitting here talking to Bernard, you know, things are going through my mind as well. Um, and, and just to for yourself evaluate, um, what have you given up? What have you um, unknowingly or just through just habit let go of uh, in terms of your sense of purity? Bernard, I want to ask now, you spoke about this campaign called South Africa Needs Our Lady. In our previous segment, uh, when I asked you, what do we need to do? You spoke about the sense of holiness and seeking holiness. And I know that this is also linked to this campaign that you are creating awareness about. Tell our listeners about this campaign and why you feel um, so strongly about what it is that you're doing through this campaign. The whole, the whole campaign of ours under South Africa Needs Our Lady is rooted in the message of Our Lady of Fatima. Now I can very briefly go into that if we've got the time, mm -hmm. because it's probably one of the most important events of the 20th century. Um, in 1917, God Almighty used the Blessed Virgin Mary as a special emissary to come and reveal to three small children at Fatima um, the, a whole program of conversion amendment of life and prayer, um, failing which the world will be convulsed with the most catastrophic errors and destruction. Um, it's a big long story, so let me try and let me try and summarize it quite briefly. It's Fatima is a place you've been there or you've read about it yourself, I'm certain about it. It's very, for, for most Catholics, it's, it's, it's a very familiar territory. But it's a place that's visited by literally millions and millions and millions of people. It's, it's a, 
the the message and the content of the message has been verified and authenticated totally. So it's not something that we just grab onto as you know as as, as in ignorance um, that people outside the, our faith might call extra biblical sort of teaching. But it's very important to remember that there was nothing new in terms of doctrine or revelation announced at that point. It was merely the merciful intervention of God in our times seeing a wayward humanity on its way to hell, basically, if we want to put it into, into really rough language. In 1917, when the Virgin appeared, she said people were falling into hell like snowflakes and that there was nobody to pray for them because already then we were seeing the degeneration of society and the breakup after the 18th century of many, many revolutionary movements, most of which were aimed against um, good societies and, and, uh, and religious societies, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which broke up, which, um, which were, you know, when she came in 1917, it was a, what I mentioned earlier, a heaven-sent survival manual. Now, uh, two of the little seers, okay, so she appears to three little children who knew nothing about the bigger world. They knew nothing about the content of the message, which was Russia. And this was now before the Russian Revolution. It was in between May and October 1917. She said in those messages that the war is going to end. That was the First World War. But if men do not stop offending God, another greater and even worse one will come later. She gave the exact period, the sign that will appear in the sky, the Pope who would be in the, in the Vatican at the time. And she said also that if men did not convert and change their ways, Russia, there would be a revolution. That was before the revolution, but she mentioned Russia would spread its errors throughout the world, which was quite a peculiar thing at the time, because the Russian revolution had not yet taken place. Anyway, out of that came one of the most catastrophic events in human history with the spreading of Russian communism and socialism throughout Europe and, and the takeover of so many of those countries. But the message is of fundamental uh, importance to us also because two of the small children, as I mentioned earlier, who were, who were the, the three children were 10, 9, and 8. So very small, or, or I might have an age one or two years out there, but, but very young children and um, very beautiful children, carefree, playing with their sheep. And they were completely transformed. And two of them were actually canonized, which, as we know, means they've been raised to the status of having gained an extraordinary union with God while on earth and having practiced the theological and cardinal virtues to the nth degree, to the highest degree. To my understanding, they're the only children who have been raised to the altars in this way by the church for reasons of sanctity and not for martyrdom. There have been child children who have been martyred and have, have, this has happened to them. But these were children who, who, who for, their, for their great virtue, the enormous virtue were canonized. Plus we had at Fatima, uh, which was probably the most important um, reason why we give it such attention, the miracle of the sun, which uh, was witnessed by 70,000 people who came there at the invitation of the, of the Virgin Mother who said, come on the 13th of October, 12 noon, and I will show you a miracle to prove that what I'm telling you here and my exhortations and my imploring you is true, we will verify it. So 70,000 people were gathered in the, the area there where, where these apparitions occurred. Some came to scoff, some were atheists, some were communists, some were simple so, uh, people involved in secret societies at the time who were against religion. The country was under a very anti-religious government at the time, so they came to, to, uh, to, to denigrate and to mock and to prove the whole thing a farce. Anyway, the sun danced, and we can say on the same level as, as with the suspension of the laws of nature, it was something on, of, of a level of the parting of the Red Sea, really. And uh, that, that sun poured down on that terrified humanity. Um, there's a book that we, we also published called Meet the Witnesses, which are eyewitness accounts of thousands of people who actually saw this event and uh, proved its, you know, proved its authenticity and veracity. Also, a few years ago, Pope Benedict the 15th, 16th, he said Fatima, the message of Fatima was the most prophetic of all the modern interventions by, by God through, through Marian uh, apparitions. And that we were living in these days in the unfolding drama of the message of Fatima, which I always think 
That drama has been unfolding since 1917 because it was a message of either repentance or punishment. And uh, it's very interesting that this crisis in the in Europe today with the Ukraine and Russia involves the, you know, the, the country that was talked about in this message as being one that would spread its errors and destruction throughout the world. But so we then, um, because the core of that message was prayer, penance or reparation to 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 uh, to make to 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 do to do good um, to outweigh or cover up for the evil being done, which we understand by reparation, uh, offering up things, making extra prayers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and amendment of life. Those are the core things of the Fatima message, and so those things we promote around South Africa to try and make people aware that uh, we are in times which which uh, nothing is written in in stone. While we do have these this prophecy that we are heading towards some kind of catastrophic cataclysmic international intervention of God, which I believe is not far from us. Um, I don't believe we're at the end of the world, but that we are at the end of the era, era, certainly. So we try to awaken people to the gravity of the situation and to stimulate us to pray to, to change that situation in as far as if sufficient people were to actually pay attention and do it, one could wring out of God Almighty the grace to change our lives, change society, change ourselves, family, um, our communities, our country. I don't know if I've covered everything that uh, that you asked. Um, yes, yes, yes. No, absolutely. That's, that's too uh, much. <laughs> so, Bernard, um, the understanding is that this is obviously um, comes from the Catholic faith. What would you say to a non-Catholic about this? Would you, how would you present this to them and encourage them to understand it better? To understand our fight better. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we 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 have common ground in so many in so many things. I mean, we all can really see that uh, that <laughs> we're at an end. Um, even people outside the faith have a much greater uh, conception of this, I, I believe, you know, that they see it in much starker detail. But, um, you know, we need to pray. I, 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 you know, I would say to people outside the Catholic faith to really give, to, to try to understand things like the rosary. There was a great book written um, by, I think it was a Methodist minister, and it was called One for Sorrow, Two for Joy. It was on the rosary. And uh, there are more and more people outside the, you know, the Catholic faith praying the rosary. It's such a, it's such a miraculous prayer that uh, it's not one of the, So I would advise and, and encourage people to, to take up some of these things. I mean, I'm not saying that other prayers or other devotions even that we have are not good or detrimental, but there are so many saints and so many sayings by many of the popes and, Blessed, it's like Pope, like Padre Pio said that the rosary is the great weapon of our times. And um, I mean, I, I've got, I've got written here that if you wanted another hour, I could quote for you another 50 quotations from various saints, popes on the efficacy of praying the rosary and the number of miracles in history that have saved countries. Austria, 1955, when the communist forces unilaterally departed from Austria is a case in, in, in a classic case. The, there was a great fight against uh, the Battle of Lepanto, where the great Pope, blessed Pope, Pope St. Pius V had a rosary crusade in Europe. And there was a huge, huge victory of the Christian forces against a uh, resurgent Islam at the time. Um, and, uh, oh, there's, there's, there's countless cases. The eight priests at Hiroshima who'd survived at ground zero, the, the, the nuclear bomb blast, and attributed their survival to their living, the message of Fatim and praying the rosary daily in that house. So there's, there's so many, so many um, quotations from uh, great saints, especially this great Louis de Montfort about the rosary. Pope Pius IX, for example, said, if I had an army to say the rosary, I could conquer the world. Um, and the, the, the Pope Pius XI said the rosary is a powerful weapon to put the demons to flight and to keep oneself from sin. If you desire peace in your hearts, in your homes, and in your country, assemble each evening to recite the rosary. I mean, this is, this is 
Um, and we could go down so many other avenues, um, but that I would say is it's such a beautiful prayer. And it's as one of the, as I mentioned earlier, one of the commentators said, it's, it's really the Bible on a string. Um, <laughs> uh, you get rosaries called the living rosary, which quotes, uh, you know, scriptural verses all the way through it. So to make it very meaningful about why it's a prayer to, to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and to Our Lady, who played such an extraordinary unified role in the economy of salvation and the redemption of ourselves. We could talk at length about uh, the role of Our Lady, and I suppose we've got time to go in there, but uh, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for those words of encouragement, Bernard. And I think um, definitely uh, it is, and I want to, to back up what Bernard is saying, is to really learn to understand the essence of the rosary and what it's about. Um, Bernard and I were having a conversation before we went on air in terms of just the misconception around the rosary and some of the practices of the Catholic faith. I myself work in a Christ-centered, I want to say Christ-centered because yes, it's, we, it's, it's a Christian-based organization, but we Christ-centered and those of us that work here are from many different denominations. And it's so enlightening for us to learn from each other and our different practices of faith in how we express our faith. And so I absolutely support what you're saying there, Bernard. Uh, the rosary is definitely, you know, uh, the story of the Bible uh, on a string, uh, the praise, it's, it's scripture that we're actually praying. So listeners, I want to leave you with that encouragement as well. We're gonna to listen to our next song now. And this one is called Salve Regina, and it's a Gregorian chant. Welcome back to listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses and with me is Bernard Tuffin. Bernard is from uh, an organization called Family Action South Africa and they run a campaign called South Africa Needs Our Lady and Bernard has been sharing with us about um, just the you know, the warfare and um, the disintegration of families and why that's happening and what we can do as believers 
to turn this narrative around. And it comes back and stems back to our seeking holiness, our pursuit of purity, our pursuit of bringing that back into our family structure, teaching our kids, us as individuals, making the, the spiritual commitment uh, to draw closer to God and back to biblical values. Bernard, um, to wrap up the program this evening, I want to give you the platform um, to just share with our listeners in summary what is on your heart, most on your heart, um, and also how they can contact you uh, in, 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 in terms of the work that you're doing um, so that you can also, you know, engage with listeners should they wish to engage with you on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Please do share that information. So in summary, what you'd like to close off with and then your contact details. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Yudin. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. There's so many things that obviously one would, would talk about and develop in, in the, as on, on, a, on a show of this nature. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, there's this great, a great um, Saint, um, Francis Xavier, who was sent by um, his 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 um, his great master um, to convert uh, India, I'm talking now five and five hundred years ago, and uh, he he's, he sent him off with a parting with a parting exhortation. He said, "Go, Francis, and set all afire. Set all afire." I love that. That sums up for me what we really need to do in our country. And uh, sometimes <laughs> one mustn't take that literally because <laughs> politically speaking, that could be wrongly interpreted. You know what I mean? Let's have it quite clear. It's a spiritual, uh, a spiritual exhortation, set all fire. So I'm very passionate about our country, about where it's headed, about the degradation, the corruption, the filth, and the and just just how everything is 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 is, is such a mess. I'm not talking only about it as a mess on a on a socio on a, on a, on a, on a political and corruption sort of sphere, but the unemployment and 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 the, the general suffering and the 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 all the the plagues of so many immoral uh, things that are tearing the family apart, the abortion industry, pornography. Um, this it's just so much. So this really is what is deeply in my of my concern we try to uh, we we've been trying to organize a rosary rally crusade around Africa uh, together with all the other initiatives that we have and email campaigns and and the um, and the various publications that we have in the go and printing um, and we have that in various languages we have it in many of the the, the black languages and English and Afrikaans as well and it involves inviting people to go down to the crossroads and pray publicly. St. Louis de Montfort said that public prayer is much more efficacious than private prayer. It's an action where, which involves calm, courage, and uh, conviction. Um, and we, 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 we invite people to just take a group of people. We send out a big banner, go down to a public place, and wear the faith on our sleeve and pray publicly for the intervention of God in our country. We need to win. It was St. John of Arc which said, the soldiers will fight, but God will give the victory. And if we want God on our side, we must be on his side. So we bring our side, then we can bash on the door of heaven and say, help us. We need your help. Please intervene. Uh, we've got X amount of people praying. We've got X amount of prayers lined up. So now intervene. Please, God help us. So that's a big campaign that we have going for uh, for October. Besides a lot of other initiatives that we've got in the pipeline, various various books and various uh, campaign things. Right now, we've got a lovely book out that is on the Sacred Heart, the Sacred, the devotion to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, the person of our Lord Jesus Christ in His divinity. Also, we've got a booklet on why the Public Rosary Crusade. And, uh, and a number of other things that we're busy working on. So anybody that wants to be in contact with us, um, our email is sanol at sanol.coza, that is sanol, S-A-N-O-L, or bernard at familyaction.coza, so sanol at sanol.coza. Also, we have a lovely website, southafricaneedsourlady.coza, which has interesting articles and 
interesting uh, actions that we're engaged in, protest actions that we, we do um, against many of you know, current evils. Um, we also have a Facebook page, South Africa Needs Our Lady, and an Instagram as well. Thank you, Bernard, definitely. And so there you have it, dear listeners, how you can get in contact with Bernard at the Family Action Campaign, see what they are busy with, and also just reach out to them uh, if you'd like um, to engage with Bernard uh, on any of these campaigns or get any of the resources. And yes, I think, you know, just find out more about the rosary um, and the intentions behind the prayer meditations of the rosary. And I think you might be pleasantly surprised in what you learn about this. Bernard, thank you very much for your time this evening and just uh, for, for making yourself available uh, to share this message that is that God has placed on your heart. Most welcome. It's been a great pleasure. <laughs> Lovely. We're going to close off the program now, dear listeners, um, in prayer and uh, with a song. And the song this evening is... My God loves me, um, definitely one that I think is so important for us to stand, that we're all worthy of God's love. Um, and it's really up to us to seek that holiness uh, with him. And so we close off in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father God, I thank you so much for this precious time that we had this evening, Lord, to just uplift you, Father God, uh, through the conversation, Father. And it's important, Lord, that we bring to the fore the truths, Lord, of uh, the, the, the degradation of family values. But Father God, also just the light at the end of the tunnel, that there is hope, Father, and that it's never too late that you are, 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 are a, a father that presents his love to us always and in every way. And it's up to us to seek that relationship with you and that holiness with you. Thank you so much for the Bible, for the Holy Scriptures, for your promises, dear Lord, um, and that we, as your children, can be blessed by this. Help us, Lord, to stand in courage, Lord, to seek your will, seek your protection, Lord, uh, in this world that is so rife in spiritual warfare. Please, Father God, bless every listener that tuned in this evening and help them to open up their eyes and their hearts and their minds towards you in a new way. Thank you for the gift of the rosary. May more and more people learn and, and to come to understand the blessing that comes through this sacred um, prayers that we can utter, Lord, and the protection that Our Lady offers us as well. Thank you, Lord, for Bernard. Please bless him and his family. Bless family action, Lord, and the campaigns that they run. Thank you, Father God, that we can come before you today and always. Amen. Amen. And so we play out with the song, My God Loves Me. Good night, dear listeners. Until we meet again next time. God bless. Mm -hmm.